There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 449. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I am DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And right now, Ichigo is taking some time, some well-deserved rest from making all of our amazing masks. Plus, she needs to recharge her batteries, which is understandable and rightfully so. So she will probably be with us next week, so we'll have a lot of fun with that. So, anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? Uh, I'm just tired. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not tired, but I think my sleep pattern has finally readjusted itself to the way it should be. Because, yeah. I'll get into that in just a bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see what's on the docket tonight. No. All right. We are live tonight, week of May 5th, 2020, right here on Twitch TV. And for those of you who don't know, you could take this either as Revenge of the 5th, Cinco de Mayo, or you can dress up as a Sith holding a taco in one hand and your lightsaber in the other, going yippee yippee. It's Taco Tuesday. They, Yay! Well, there you go. I mean, why not? Because everybody loves tacos, even the dark side, you know? Yeah, it's um, very cool that today is Cinco de Mayo and Taco Tuesday. I had tacos tonight. I I, I didn't. I, I, had, I had my usual tradition of wings, so, you know, because... I, ha I actually have to go out and, and go shopping and all that good stuff, so you know. Anywho, like I said, you can find us right here on Twitch TV every week, every Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. That's Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. You can also find us hosted by the amazing people at VOG Network, and that's Twitch TV slash VOG Network. They kick things off on Sundays with the Bobby Blackwell Show at Orange Lounge Radio. You can also go to live.vognetwork.com and watch us there through a pop-up uh, viewer. And don't forget, we're also on Discord. Uh, we have our own Discord server. You can find us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. So that's great and cool and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. So we're going to go around the room with how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, you know, mostly uh, you know, holding up and staying at home and doing stuff. I will say this. I did a, I'm still waiting on my uh, bailout money, as the uh, status can tell you. In the background. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although I did f learn that uh, my state income, my state income tax got deposited today. That's good. I, st I still owe the, the federal government money, but uh, the point is, I'm st I got some kind of cash infusion in my uh, bank account. Usually, they just appropriate it for student loan payments or whatnot. 
Yeah, it seems like um, if you if your student loan is through the government, it's been suspended for like ninety days. Cause I I have like an app that tells me all my bills, and I always pay my bills either the day that it's due or the day before. I got a notification saying, "Is this correct?" And I see zero. I'm just like, "Yeah, that's correct." <laughs> but you know, nonetheless, it, it's still more money in my pocket. I did buy a couple things on Amazon that I've been needing, mostly things for the. Like, my apartment right like, like i needed a good set of uh like storage containers mm-hmm. that you reuse for like things like flour sugar at all you know what's funny i actually had a set like that when i moved into this apartment end up tossing them for the most part i still had that one one of the containers and it's like fancy expensive teas are sitting in there i'm just like i'll use them when i'm in the mood Yeah, there's some also nerdy stuff I did, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll explain that in a bit. Gotcha. But now that you mentioned that, I might have to invest in those because when I buy like like bags of rice, I either put it in like a like a tall like Tupperware type container, or I just tape up the package real well and just throw it up on top of the fridge because I know the next time I open it, I'm going to cook the whole thing. So. All right, Marco Chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, not horrible. Okay. <laughs> um, so, sounds like you need to stop and refill, you know? Well, it's same shit. Um, basically working from home mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, still have to go in one day a week just to get some crap done in the office. Um, but other than that, I'm just home and, you know, trying not to eat my way through the kitchen. Uh, I, I know that feeling all too well. I've seen people on Facebook talking about how they've been losing weight since they were staying at home. I'm just like, how the, do you lose weight? Oh, no, 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 no. I have been losing weight since I've been home, which is very nice. Um, my issue is is that because of everything going on mm-hmm. um, and me being home to actually make breakfast and lunch and all of that instead of having to pack it i've been eating better but i've been eating more <laughs> well you know yeah we'll, we'll get into that when we get into the geek round table but I, I i get exactly where you're coming from so like this morning for breakfast i had my normal pop tarts but then i had an entire bowl of fruit which i don't get to do when i'm at work because you know by the time I want to eat it, it's gross and nasty. Breakfast? What is this breakfast that you speak of? Well, unfortunately, some of us actually still have to work. No, I meant that in general. Yeah, if I'm getting up at, you know, 8.30, by 10 o'clock, I'm freaking hungry. Well, I'm just saying, when I was working, breakfast was a cup of coffee and a donut or a breakfast sandwich. If it was a Friday a holiday or a day before a holiday. I'm just saying I question that breakfast is a coffee and a donut. Well, yeah, that's what Mm -hmm. my breakfast would normally be if I was on my way to work. Mm. I'd stop at Dunkin' and get, you know, something to drink and maybe a sandwich or a donut and then get into work and have, you know, either a Pop-Tart or a bowl of cereal. So being able to wake up and have, you know eggs on some English muffin or a bowl of fruit is a nice change. Gotcha, gotcha. 
And I'll be doing that until at least mid-June, so go me. Hey, Kuro Hikari-chan says, breakfast is a protein bar or a cereal bar? And for the record, I have those, too. <laughs> I've done I'm that. I'm just skipping it all together. I've done that, and I stopped because one day I forgot to buy a box of, of, of cereal bars, and I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm one of those types of people that I can't just eat the same freaking crap every day. So at my desk at work, mm -hmm. I have protein bars, cereal bars, a box of cereal, a box of Pop-Tarts, and a box of uh, granola. Just so that I can have a change. Because having Pop-Tarts every day or having a bowl of cereal every day is very boring for the palate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I get it. Because I always used to get like a glazed donut every day. And eventually I switched it up because I got tired of them throwing the donut in the bag without the wax paper. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you people? So I started getting like the chocolate cake donut, which wasn't as, you know, glazed. Eventually I started getting like the little apple fritters because I noticed like there are days I don't go to Dunkin' Donuts because I may have a short work week or I use uh, a coupon or something like that. And I just build up the funds, so I've been like, well, Fritter's like 15 cents more. Might as well, you know? You know? Yeah, I, I, I like Dunkin' Donuts. Mm -hmm. Donuts, like the, the yeast puffy donuts. Yeah. I'm not a fan of cakey donuts. I they're like... Just, they're they're mm, dry. Uh, I like cakey donuts. I almost donuts. heard that as kinky. Oh, they can be if you know the right place to go to. Hi <sighs> I, I mean, I miss Donut Plant. I mean, that's the only place I know I will get either types of donuts there because I like I like how they how they go, you know. Mm -hmm. But you know, I hear you on the whole breakfast thing. It's like at work we actually have like a little cat. At work we had a caddy full of stuff like energy bars, granola bars. Uh, there was like things of cereal so you know and i like the fact that you know i can i come in i get another cup of coffee i can have some orange juice grab a thing of cheerio you know i was i actually enjoyed that you know yeah i have been mm -hmm. enjoying um fridays though because duncan's been doing their whole free donut friday uh and they extended it for march because of everything going on mm -hmm. so every friday i you know either during work, but mostly after work, I'll hop in the car and go get myself a tea and a donut. And mm -hmm. That's a nice snack before dinner. And one thing is, like, when I went to AAC, this past one, there's a Dunkin' Donuts across the street from the hotel. And I went in, I think, Friday morning, because I'm like, it's right here. Why break tradition, you know? Mm -hmm. They had a, and a donut exclusive to New England a maple flavor maple glaze flavored donut and i'm just like i wish i could get this here the only place i know where i can get this donut if i go to tim hortons and penn station yeah well i would hope that tim's tim hortons would have a maple glazed donut yeah for obvious reasons yeah yeah all right so my weekend day is, I think I've actually, you ever find yourself, try to remember what day of the week it is? 
That actually happened to me like last Saturday night. I'm sitting there watching TV and I'm just like, hey, hey, you know how it is. Even though it's after midnight, it is still that day till you go to bed. That's just how your mind works, you know. And I'm sitting here going, wait. And I'm thinking when I get up Friday morning and I'm like, wait, wait. Tomorrow's Saturday, not Friday. And I'm just like, oh my God, I, I need to break up the monotony just a little bit more. Mm. Uh, basically, I just been getting up watching TV and and just doing whatever. I've been eating a lot of I've been eating a lot of leftovers because of all the batch cooking I've been doing and Theo X75 says he wants some of the cooking I do. I'm just like, bro, instant pot recipes. That's it. That is it. But that's basically has been it. I haven't even touched FF7 Remake at all last week. I'm going to try to get in a little bit of, of play tonight after I watch a little bit of television and all that stuff. So, But I've been checking in with my agencies. You know, there's no return date yet for me. And to be perfectly honest, I'm perfectly okay with it. Because I, I call myself trying to catch up with stuff. But I'm too busy watching TV, so I'm not really catching up with stuff. You know, because <laughs> uh, l- 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 let's be real here. The con season is over. It's it's done. There's got, there won't be anything for, for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of upset. Um, not like even to... for cons, but I know that if the convention for October is canceled, then the person i have coming to stay here is also not coming oh i completely understand that believe you me so i mean the con i definitely looking forward to hanging out with jamie but without Mm -hmm. the convention happening Mm -hmm. she's not coming out here so no i told and i totally get that conventions aren't as important aren't as important as you know stopping the spread of this true very, very true, and I know that she would agree, but I know she's been wanting to come out to the East Coast mm-hmm. again for a while, Right. and I was actually planning on taking that entire week off that yep. she was here just to hang out. And, and I look at it like, you take off that whole week, y'all come up like on a Monday or a Wednesday, hell, we could just cancel the podcast for that week and just hang out in New York City for a bit, because I'm right there, you know? Well, see, that's what I was figuring, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because I know she's big into the pinball, so mm-hmm. I was going to take her to Silverball. Oh, she loves Silverball. So yeah. I was going to take her over there because I know that the games there are different than the ones that, you know, she has on that side. Mm-hmm. But then I figured, because I know she wants to get into New York too, yeah. I figured, you know, we'd take a day and either split a room or something and maybe do something overnight. That would be cool. Yeah, except, you know, probably not going to happen. Damn you, COVID! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho, housekeeping. Um, If you look at our website at AnimeJamSession.com, we have a little pop-up on the far right side for Geeky Masks. Uh, check out that link. Support your local cosplayers. Support your local commissioners. These are friends of the show that are making masks. And just so you know... Some of them are taking breaks right now. 
we, I do try to keep it updated, but you can always click on the link and it'll let you know if they are available at this time or not. If not, just shoot them an email and find out. That, that's it. Uh, their email addresses should be listed there. If not, it will be. Uh, that's it for uh, housekeeping. Let's go into Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk about the other aspects of the geek lifestyle. like Not just anime and cosplay, just other stuff. Plus stuff we want to show off as well. So, And I actually have something I'm going to show off and do an unwrapping of tonight. So, But before we get to that, what have you got for us today, Mako? Um, so the last week I am still reading Supernatural fanfic. Mm. Um, a lot of it is smut. I did not realize just how much smut was out there. Um, Marco, Marco, I need you to, I, I, without looking at your Facebook. Yeah. The majority of Supernatural fans on your Facebook that are female, percentage wise. Just trying to think of probably like seventy-five to twenty-five, mm. maybe more. Uh huh. You have to remember, yeah. I have a lot of geeks on my face. True, but I'm just saying, if the majority of the fan base are female and you're reading smutty fiction, well, no, I understand <laughs> that, and you know, they even make fun of it in the show mm. that there are a lot of fangirls that really. Write... Oh yeah. Fourth wall because breaking much? Supernatural, no, Supernatural in the series have the Winchester Gospels. That's like the first five seasons. The person, the prophet that is writing the Winchester Gospels published them. So in the series itself, they have supernatural conventions mm. because they think it's a book series. So at one of these conventions, they end up meeting this chick that writes Wincest. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 super meta, but it's hilarious. Um, so I mean, I understood that there was going to be a lot of that crap out there. I just figured that trying to skip over the Wincest and just focus on one particular character that I like. Um, because hello trickster um i figured doing that i would you know maybe step away and get into more of the you know uh, actiony kind of things mm -hmm. and holy crap that that rabbit hole is still very very deep <laughs> You're still yeah. It doesn't have a bottom in sight. Mako is at the point where she stopped screaming that she fell down, that she's falling down the rabbit hole. She just she just got her legs crossed, just just read just reading the book, the the the, 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 the smutty books going. Reading well, while plummeting into oblivion. Exactly. Well, actually, no. Unfortunately, <laughs> um. I'm reading and coming up with my own plot points because I'm going to end up writing a fan fiction. I just, it's there, so oh I'm going to have to. I've got so much shit I need to write. I'm just, I've just been so downtrodden with the ennui of like everything going on, not just this. And I just like haven't been able to just put pen to paper. I'm just like, uh... well, that's the thing is. For a very long time, I haven't even felt the want to write. 
Um, it wasn't until I started reading a lot of the crossovers, um, specifically Harry Potter and Supernatural, that mm -hmm. ideas started popping up in my head again. So I find that it's a really cool thing um, because now I'm just basically reading to get ideas instead of reading. Well, no, I'm still reading for enjoyment, but um, I'm reading to find everybody else's creativity to see what, you know, works and what doesn't so that I don't go down the wrong ways when I'm writing my own crap. Um but yeah, it's just it's just some of these people really, really know what the hell they're writing. And some of these people just really, really want to see the two actors going together. Uh, I because, mean, and the thing is, like, I understood that there was going to be a lot of smut. The fact that there's a lot of alternative universe smut where it's not even supernatural, like they're all human and they're in high school or, you know, it's after college and they're looking for jobs. The amount of crap that is out of character and alternative universe just shows that these people are putting these actors in a position that they want to see the actors in and not the characters in. And I don't know how to feel about that. That kind of crosses the line into a uncomfortably weird I think yeah I mean I end up skipping a lot of those and 95% of those alternative universe stories are just nothing but smut so just it's it's creepy and I feel sorry for the actors that have to deal with these fans at the conventions yeah I, I've seen that first hand myself with the my fandoms as well exactly exactly but again they there's just they make fun of all of these people and the the fans just eat it up they eat up the fact that the actors make fun of these fans and i don't know if it's just because they're pretty and i mean the actors or if it's just because the fandom is just that not paying attention. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Probably. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so anyway, other than that, um, my beautiful fan art here. Uh, if you have seen the fan art of the Disney princesses, making faces for the camera. This is the same artist. Her name is, depending on where you're finding her, on Facebook, it's Brianna Garcia Illustration. Um, her Etsy currently is down, but you can find it through her Facebook. And um, what is up is she does have stuff on um, TeePublic under Cherry Garcia. So this particular piece of art I ended up getting at BronyCon because she does a lot of My Little Pony stuff too. Um, she actually does a My Little Nightmare, which I also got, which is um, Sally and Jack as ponies. Mm. But uh, she does a lot of My Little Pony, but she also does a lot of uh, Disney. She does a lot of 
um, just various things. You can see some of her art on Tee Public under Terry Garcia. Uh, right now, that's the only place that it's for sale. Um, but there's a lot of, she does a lot of cute art and a lot of crossover art. And it's just really freaking cool. All right, Ari. What do you have for uh, geek showing off anything for th for this week? Uh, well, I was invited to take part in a uh, another podcast this past Saturday. Oh, how did that go? Uh, it was pretty good. It was uh, the Otaku Nate show, and he was doing a side series where he you know, discusses different anime, you know, inspired music. And uh, for the first, it was the first time I was doing this. It was me, him, and uh, two other friends of his, and we discussed uh, to be a master. Mm. And, uh, oh boy, we, uh, you know, a lot of nostalgia bombs going off, a lot of, uh, mixed feelings about a bunch of the songs. I've already, I've probably ostracized myself a lot more in the fandom because I said I, the worst song on that album to me was the poker rep. I, I actually had that CD. I don't know if I still do, but I do remember buying that CD. Yeah, the, uh, the Taco Nate show is on uh, SoundCloud. The episode itself isn't up yet. I'm assuming it's going into uh, editing still. Mm. But, yeah, I had a lot of fun talking about it. And, you know, he, he might be doing more stuff in the future with that. Probably uh, other four kids music. I can only hope. Yeah. Because some of it was uh, kind of bad. I also told him that, like, my uh, opinions of it, of the album, like, don't really hold up because... This is like late, like mid to late 90s, and my tastes were primarily grunge and alternative rock. Plus, I, I had things like corn and Limp Biscuit polluting my mm. uh, musical tastes. You know, you know how that went. Yes, I do. So, yeah, like this, there was nostalgia, but not as strong nostalgia like a couple of the things we the couple of the songs we actually did uh enjoy my favorite one was for road to vermilion city viridian city so. yeah i actually I, I actually enjoy that track yeah but yeah you'll have to tune in and hear our, our uh, whole opinions on it okay. so uh, mm -hmm. that's how things have been going for me for that like on that front. Okay. Alright, so I am not the biggest Soccer Wars fan out there. I am I am a fan of the series. I've never played the games, but I have watched the anime and I really enjoy it. And I think the music is really cool. And I do get my interactions with that when I played uh Project Cross Zone One and Two, which I am probably going to give another run through soon. But I always she try. was definitely better, I think. I kind of hope that we would get a... Maybe if we're lucky, we get a, a three on the Switch, but... The thing oh, is... I, I've, been, I've been running scenarios in that game through my head constantly. Cool. So, you know, I always try to support anime in the U.S. whenever I can. So, I picked up Soccer Wars for PlayStation 4. And... And I only paid 53 because I got an email from 
from Best Buy saying, you know, happy birthday. Here's a 10% off uh, coupon. Put it towards the pre-order. I was like, sure, why not? I get an email from UPS saying your package is going to be delayed. And I'm just like, okay, no harm done. A few hours later, your package is coming early. Okay, no problem. Email comes in Friday around 9 o'clock. Your package has been delayed. And I'm just like, okay. And I'm just sitting here going, this is kind of crazy because, you know, I got to wait till Monday. Meanwhile, if Best Buy used the postal service, I would have had the game this Saturday. So, I am not too fond of the new logo. But I do understand it's like a new generation. So, you know, I, that's cool. So, Launch Edition comes with costume add-on bundles and stickers, which is cool. So, we have these stickers and the code for the costumes. And I miss having a physical instruction manual in my games. But... Does this have one? No. I don't, I don't think in the last three years games have been coming with instruction manuals. Yeah, most games do not, even the ones for kids. Mm -hmm. They just say, hey, you want to see what you can do? Here, go on this website. Or, depending on the game, it comes with a demo that showed you how to play the buttons. And then there are some that games too. where yeah. Yeah, there's a digital manual within the game. And I mean, if you think about it, half the time when you're buying digital games, there's no manual, so you figure it out as you go along. And this is cool, a reversible cover. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, once I am done with Final Fantasy VII Remake, I will give Soccer Wars a spin. Now, as for everything else, um, I mean, I, I'll get into this a little bit later, but you know, I'm in the process of trying to catch up with television. So, I am actually catching up with a show called NYPD Blue, which was very popular in the late 90s and early 2000s. I watched episodes here and there growing up, so I'm taking this opportunity to rewatch it. And what I find it interesting is that I was I was watching it for free on Amazon. And it was in a standard definition, you know, four by three box style. I I go to the next episode and it's like purchase. I'm just like, what the hell do you mean purchase? How do you go from free to paid within a season like that? And the show and the series was free on there for God knows how long. So I go over to Hulu, so I'm like, you know, I have to deal with about five minutes of commercials, so I, you know, I'll deal with the best that I possibly can, you know. Um, so I go on Hulu. The show is in widescreen, and the audio quality is increased. So I'm just like, well, damn, I guess I can deal with this. And that, and that's that. Uh, Saturday night, a bunch of us were on Zoom. Uh, we had what was called the Narutard Reunion. It was basically a bunch of us Naruto cosplayers from back in the day. They used to bum around with each other at con. So we decided. So my friend Rick decided to have a Zoom chat of the whole gang back together, and that was fun. So now there's talk of doing this monthly, as well as when the restrictions are over. Um, when the show when the shows are o when when the restrictions are over, we're thinking of actually booking like a suite and all just rolling down and just hanging out or something like that. 
And as Washo Taku says in our chat room here at Twitch TV slash anime jam session, I can think of other ways to get show to get shows without paying. Hint, hint. Oh yeah, I do too. It's called trading. <laughs> uh, it's called trading logins with people. You know, I got Hulu and Netflix. I'll trade you your Netflix for your Crunchyroll, or you know, I'll trade your Hulu for VRV or something like that. There you go. I mean, this day and age of financial crisis, you gotta save money where you can. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now something else, I I want to I want to talk about, and I won't take up too much time on this, but most of y'all know me as you know I, a good, kind-hearted person whenever possible, for the most part. If you come to me, you're need help or something like that. I will do what I can within my means to help you. So, last Thursday on Facebook, this one cosplayer posted that she was in help and needed trouble. And if she was in trouble, she needed help. And I look at the timestamp of the post. It was like in two minutes. So I was like, I'll shoot her an email, a message, and see what's up. So I'm just like, so she explains that she has no money for lunch cut. Could I spot her? Cause she, cause she borrow like five to ten dollars, and I'm like, sure. I mean, cause I had it. I'm just like, honestly, ten dollars is not going to break my bank at the moment. So, and for, so I'm just like, send it over, done. And she's like, thank you, I appreciate all that good stuff. And I'm like, you're welcome, no problem. A part of me wanted to tell her, you know, make sure you go to the grocery store and use this, you know. But nobody listens to me. And I'm, I follow up with, I hope you're doing well in these tough times. And for the most part, some people will respond, others not so much. So I'm just like, whatever. So last night, I'm updating like my Facebook icon and cover page, cover photo. And I noticed like, my count dropped by one, and I was just like, that's odd. And I will glance over at on the side of friends for a quick check, and it's like, well, they're lost, whatever. But I noticed it was a particular name missing, and I'm just like, I don't think I noticed it right away, but as I close out of my laptop, I'm just like, wait, no. So I go in, and I check, and I do a little bit of research. This person, who who did go by the name of Bree DeSanta, blocks me on Facebook. So I'm just like, hold up. After she acts, backs, begs, whatever, me for 10 bucks so she can eat. She goes and blocks me on Facebook? What kind of two-faced shit is that? So, my friend Trix, was, she was up. So, and I messaged her this. And, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to bed. So, I get, up the, I get up this morning. And I post about this on Facebook. But before I do, um... And before I do, I'm like... And she asks me, you know, the name and stuff like that. And I give the name, and she's like, oh, I've heard some shit. Okay, fine. So, I'm not really angry about the $10. It's the principle behind it, you know. So, I go and I make the post. And I just figured a few people would be like, I'm sorry this happened, da 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 da, da you know. And, and for the record, I knew exactly what I was getting myself into about giving the $10 I understand about being trusting and whatever, but there have been times I've been down on my luck and I've had friends like spot me and I've given back. You know, I'm just like, 
Yeah, it's no, no harm, no foul. I just how I look at it. So, my post turned into this massive discussion about this girl who has scammed other people. And I'm just sitting here going, holy what a scumbag. Yes. And, and I just found out that um, she lied about having an abortion for pity and clout. Oh. And for the record, this is not the first time I've heard of something like that. And we'll just leave it at that. But I'm just sitting here kind of flabbergasted over the fact that I'm posting about getting scammed out of $10. Which I got back. I got nine ninety because I told uh, Cash App, "Yo, give me my money now, just in case she tries to pull something. Give me my money now." I did that and I blocked her. I'm just like done. So and I wasn't expecting so many people to come out and be like, "You're a good guy," and I can't believe she did that. She also did this and that, all of that. And so, my friend tricks goes to make a public post that's for sharing because a few a couple of friends have asked me to make this public for, for the record anything i post in my personal facebook i don't make public anymore unless i say you know you can screen cap and share it do that other than that it is what it is because i because for the most part i'm not really mad at her i just wanted to get this out of out of my get it out and just talk about it and like it happened you deal with it it is what it is it's not going to stop me from helping friends that need help but you know i'll just scrutinize a little bit more than i normally do so throughout all this couple people are like get your money back it's just ten dollars it's not a big deal and to me it's not a big deal but i respond i found her on on cash app and i said look you took my money you scammed me i want it back so i got it back and then I come home tonight and I look at my friend Trix's Facebook and there's a public post with my story along with other things and that thing and that post just exploded and I'm just like holy crap who would have thought me complaining about getting scammed out of ten dollars would dig up so many people wanting to hang this child from a tree okay and someone mentioned something about her being a racist piece of crap. And if, and if I'm thinking who I think this is, then I remember the whole th drama from last year. But, you know. In a way, I'm also appreciative about this. And I'm also very humbled because I wasn't expecting so many people just to come out and be on my side about it. I, I was just like, I'm just going to say it, just leave it be, and just move along. I just, and, and I just hope this person who changed their name to something else, I hope she learns from this, that you can't sit there and scam people over what you want because you're going to end up scamming the wrong person and getting hurt in the process, whether it's mentally, emotionally, or physically. You're going to scam the wrong person, and they're going they to want to do something. So just be careful. And that's all I, I have to say about that. So that's just... Also, I've been adulting. Um, I actually put up a basket on the wall over here, like a you know, like a typical mail basket for mail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of my winter hats are sitting in it. <laughs> oh, I don't need them. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm gonna post a picture. I mean, it works. 
And then I went out, I went on Amazon, I ordered new a new shower curtain and shower liner, a smaller one that fits in my in here a lot in my in my bathroom a lot better. Plus I actually adulted again and bought a new vacuum cleaner, so that should be arriving tomorrow. And it's the Canada style that you know, so you you know, it's not all not it's not upright, so yeah, and Washo Taka says a lot of people are buying from Amazon. I mean, yeah. I mean, granted what's going on, there are more people working from home and gonna be ordering more from Amazon, which is understandable. And I'm at a point where I don't mind it not coming the next day. I know a couple of people are complaining, like, I'm paying for Prime. I should get my stuff in two days. Well, if you're if you're ordering stuff that's considered essential, you're going to get it in two days. I kind of think that a vacuum cleaner could be considered essential, but at the same time, you can go a couple days without vacuuming your rugs. A vacuum cleaner is not essential. See, there you go. Yeah. Just like the shelves I ordered mm -hmm. that are going to take three days to get here are not essential. They're essential to me because yes. I need to organize my room, and to do that, I need shelves to put my shit on. But they're not essential in the whole aspect of everything out there. Uh, you know? Priorities have to be a little bit higher, in other words. I mean, right. Yeah, that's why I wasn't upset about my copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake or Soccer Wars being delayed. I'm like, it's going to get here. I just won't have it day one. And that's all right. I mean... Y'all have seen my apartment. I don't have that much area for that needs a vacuuming, but I still have the attachments I use to clean my desktop, the inside. So I'm that I'm perfectly fine with. You know, I've I've learned to you know figure out what I need to shop at from Target, and I discovered that if I have if I log on to Shoprite's website and create a list of stuff that I need, it'll show up in the cart on the app, so it makes it easy for me to get what I need. So. So, you know, it, 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 it's all good, you know? We're all basically adjusting now. And I understand some people are still getting cabin fever. I totally get it. J just understand, all of this is going to be the new norm for the most part for the rest of the year. Washu Taku says, you use a shopping list. I just show up and grab what appeals to me. You know, that's what I did. Up until the fact that, you know, people are ordering online and stuff I normally can grab and go is not available. I just order, pick it up, and just, I do both. I pick up my order and grab and go at the same time, so. Which reminds me, I gotta put my grandmother's Mother's Day card in the mail tomorrow, so that shouldn't be it. And, yeah, that's basically is it. Alright, I think we're done with Geek Roundtable. I think we've drawn on long enough, so. We got some great Funimation news that Mako-chan here is going to cover for us. Yeah, once I get it all loaded. No problem. Do, 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 do. Uh, so there is quite a bit of Funimation news. Uh, first off, Funimation is holding a virtual anime convention in July. Um, this is going to be uh, July 3rd and July 4th. It's a two-day two stream of cosplay meetups, industry panels, Q&A sessions, and more. Mm. 
Um, a lot of different conventions have been trying to do some sort of online type of thing, uh, but this is Funimation kind of cashing in on it. Uh, Funimation has also added um, NIS America anime to its catalog. Uh, this includes Cardcaptor Sakura. This includes Love Live. Uh, this includes Bunny Drop. Uh, this includes um, Pandora Hearts. So if you are into that, or if you would like to um, see the full list, you can... Uh, check out Funimation. This starts, uh, actually today it started, and they will release things slowly as uh, they go. Um, and then we've got the uh, Kodansha and Funimation are launching a home anime club watch-along event. Uh, what this is, is they are teaming up to host a series of weekly anime watch parties. Uh, Kodansha Home Anime Club will host watch parties for some of Funimation's latest shows based on manga that Kodansha Comics has licensed. The first watch party is scheduled for May 8th at 8pm, and that will be Glenfjernir. Um... So you can go on to either their uh, Facebooks or their Twitters. Uh, it's Kodansha USA or Funimation. They will have the links to find out exactly what needs to be done, how to sign up for it, and all of that. Um, you can prep for it. You can just click in there uh, if you come across it later. But they do have a couple of different series lined up so this is going to be an ongoing thing um, I'm guessing it's going to be either every Friday or every other Friday or one Friday a month I'm not sure uh, but you can find out more information on their websites uh, but right now it's they've got I think three or four different series uh, yeah uh, Galandino uh, Kaku, Kaku Shigoto, and then various other uh, anime and manga series that they're going to announce as it goes. And it looks like it's going to be, you know, just a little thing. They're only going to do two episodes here and there, so it's not this huge thing, but it is getting that stuff out there for everybody to be able to watch. Well, I will say, you know, for Funimation Con, I, I would like to part. I think I would like to participate in this. I mean, it'd be kind of cool, you know, to do a, a virtual podcast of sorts, you know. That that would be kind of cool. And as for um, them adding this titles, I can now sit down and watch Genshi Ken Season 2. Oh, well, there you go. Mm hmm. see what else we have here um ari i believe you have the next story uh yeah kyoto animations studio one building is finally you know completely torn down uh the demolition that began last november just recently ended as of uh 428 <clears throat> a kyoto animations lawyer offered a comment to nhk saying that the decision will be made regarding what the you know, with the location after meeting and considering the viewpoint of the bereaved families and those involved with the local community. 
On July 18th, the devastating fire broke out in the Keanu's Animation Studio 1 building. A total of 70 people were inside the building at the time. The fire killed 36 people and thir- injured 33 others. In addition to those victims, a man in his 40s on his way to work in the area suffered minor injuries from smoke inhalation. Kyoto Prefectural Police have apprehended a 41-year-old man who allegedly used gas to start the fire and are investigating the case as arson. The man allegedly brought 40 liters of gasoline in two canisters and used a cart to transport the gas to the animation studio. Police have yet to formally arraign the man as he is still in a hospital recovering from his injuries and from a fire. He is now going undergoing rehabilitation. He is now undergoing rehabilitation and is able to communicate. The Kyoto Prefectural Government is currently in the process of determining the distri- distribution of 3.31 billion yen, about 30 million dollars, in donations for the injuries, for the injured and the families of the victims of the attack. So, wow. I mean, you, maybe it slipped my mind or something, but I didn't know that the dumbass who started this, you know, set his own ass on fire doing it. Yeah, he did. Cause look. If you watch enough, like, criminal shows, a lot of times when the criminal will do something like this, they don't know what they're doing, and they get caught in the crossfire. They'll get themselves burned or this or that, you know? And then then they wonder why how the cops figured it out. Well, yeah, you know. So it turns into a jackass kit, mostly. Basically. Ugh. So, can we uh, move on to happier stuff, please? I don't see why not. Because um, in in this one, he has shown a jump is looking for a new manga star. I've I've seen these types of competitions happen before, and it usually America's do- next top manga. They usually don't end well, you know. I mean, there. I think Tokyo Pop had one, and they kind of fizzled out. So, so basically, here's the thing. Shuisha's online publication, Shonen Jump Plus, is launching its own contest to find the next manga superstar. Cool. The publisher launched a competition in hopes of creating a shortcut on the path to creating Shonen Manga. Organizers are reducing the, the, the usual guidelines, allowing entries outside the usual genre, and opening up to both vertical and ho- horizontal reading formats. Hell's Paradise Jigoraku manga artist Yuji Kaku will serve as the contest judge. The winner will receive 1 million yen, which is $9,400 US dollars, and a guaranteed publication on Shonen Jump Plus. Artists can submit their works via the Shonen Jump's rookie website until July 26th. Kaku launched Hell's Paradise Jigoraku on Shuisha Shonen Jump Plus website and app of January 2018. Shuisha has published nine compiled volumes in Japan. This media is publishing the series online. That's kind of cool because it kind of eliminates some of the cost and publishing because it's going straight to digital as opposed to paper print. Um, sure, I mean, we got like Webtoon and other people. I mean... You got people who are doing their web comics. Maybe they could take their web comic and see if they can get published into something bigger. I mean, granted, you have some web comic artists who are already popular as it is, but you got some who are just coming up there, you know. Like with One Punch Man. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty cool thing. 
Oh, excuse me. So, all right, moving right along. Uh, Ari, Transformers prequel with the Toy Story Four director. Yeah, I'm. Part of me thinks like I know we talked about this before, but I think that was like a re. I think that was sort of like a, a not a different prequel from this that Netflix is doing. Um, entertainment news website The Hollywood Reporter revealed on Wednesday that Paramount Animation and Hasbro's E1 Studio are producing an animated film prequel to the Transformers franchise with Toy Story 4 director Josh Cooley as the film's director. And Andrew Barrer and Gabriel Ferrari from Ant-Man and the Wasp wrote the script. The film will reportedly center on the relationship between Optimus Prime and Megatron and will take place on Cybertron, the homeworld of both the protagonist Autobots and antagonist Decepticons. Polygon Pictures and Rooster Teeth are also producing an upcoming animated series titled Transformers War for Cybertron Tr Trilogy Siege. The series will similarly portray the series will similarly portray the Civil War to tore apart Cybertron and forms the backstory lore for most of the main events in the Transformers franchise. The series of six 22-minute episodes will debut on Netflix this year, and Netflix is teasing, teasing two more series, with Earthrise being next. <clears throat> uh, Paramount Pictures developing two scripts for the live-action Transformer films. Once a one of the projects is inspired by Bumblebee, the sixth and most recent film in the Transformers series, which opened in December 2018. I have not seen it. I have soured considerably on the uh, live-action Transformer movies. But the animated one looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to those. And I, I know they were talking for a while about them rebooting things, so I'm just curious how this is going to go. And finally, more or less, our last story of the night, which you can also find on our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Um, basically, we don't, in this case, we don't tell Shinji to get into the robot. We tell him to pick up the guitar and play the chords. Get on the fucking stage, Shinji. There you go. Get Or get in the fucking groove, Shinji. <laughs> <laughs> so... Fender is putting out a limited edition Evangelion Asuka Telecaster. And I'm going to post this article in our chat room here so you can take a look. Because this looks like a smooth guitar. I just like, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, if, I was a pretty sweet, don't it? if I was a collector, I'd pick it up. If you notice, the guitar is painted in the same scheme as Asuka's plug suit, and if you look on on the fret on the fretboard, you see Ava Unit O2 insignia, which is cool. The knobs and the pegs on the guitar itself are designed to resemble the features of the plug suit. Now, let me get a little technical here for you guitar nerds out there. It also uses an Illumitone single coil and humbucker pickups, which give off less of a buzz and a somewhat beefy sound. But more importantly for the Asuka Telecaster, the pickup's uniquely designed aluminum structure adds to the overall mecha theme. If you look at the neck of the guitar, the Nerve logo is right there, along with a three-digit ID number, which number which shows, like, since it's going to be a limited run, that's what that number represents. 
The Evangelion Asuka Telecaster will sell for around 250,000 yen, which is 2,300 US dollars. Which is pretty much pricey, but not outrageous given the limited availability. And compared to other themes, game guitars like the Godzilla guitar, more emphasis seems to be put on the sound and quality of playability here, making it a much more worthwhile investment. Now, on our website at AnimeJamSession.com, where we talked about um, the uh, guitar, huh. I could have sworn we had published the article. Well, I will, it, it'll, it will be published tomorrow. So There was something else that we added to it. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, Alright. I wanted to talk about um, the guitar. What about the guitar? Um, the person that built the that that made the guitar, uh, Dale Wilson. He is a master builder by Fender. Um, let me, let me look up look his name up real quick. Dale Wilson Fender. Yeah, he's been working for Fender since two thousand three. Uh, he's been in the custom shop since two thousand five and became a master builder in twenty eleven. So. Basically, this is pretty cool. Yeah, but $2,300 for a piece of metal that's just going to sit there? Well, well, I don't know how to play guitar, so... You know, I, I'm going to tell you this now. When it comes out, we're going to be seeing YouTube videos of people playing that guitar, so... I guarantee you, "Cruel Angel Thieves" will be the most most frequently played song on that thing because, obviously. But are you not surprised, though? If you say anyway, here's Wonderwall and start to play. Oscar pops out of nowhere and slaps you in the face with the guitar. That'd be one hell of a skit. <laughs> All right. Oh, we're actually making really good time tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me move something back over here. All right. So, let's see. Uh, let's go right into uh, Meanwhile in Japan. I'll take the second one. Okay. I'll take the last one. Okie dokie, so that means I have the first one. Okay, the floor is yours. So Meiji Gakuen University gives all of its students 50,000 yen uh, to offset the cost of digital classes. Which, not for nothing, kind of awesome. Um, so... Obviously, because of everything going on, a lot of the universities have closed or transitioned to online classes. Um, that also means that access to resources like libraries and crap like that are cut off. So a lot of students don't necessarily have computers to be able to access their online classes. So this is why this particular university is giving all of its students a grant. Uh, it's about $466 is mm. helping to offset the costs of online learning. It's meant to aid students who don't have an at-home internet connection 
or a computer, uh, but obviously it can be used however you want. Um, the university, which closed uh, both of its campuses on April 8th, made the emergency decision to provide the grant with the desire to reduce even a little bit of the financial burden on our students. Since they extended the closure and use of online classes to May 20th, it's likely a big help for many. It's a total of 600 million yen, which was required for the grants, and it's been taken from the reserves of the university scholarship fund. Uh, it's also considering relief measures for students whose families' income have been drastically affected by the pandemic, such as a special scholarship for students whose parents lost their jobs. The due date for tuition payments was also extended from the end of April to the end of May, though the university does not appear to be considering reducing tuition or fees for its students at the moment. Um, according to the Ministry of Education, about 80% of the universities throughout the country have transitioned to online classes, uh, but many are using video conferencing applications that require heavy data use. To save money, many students don't sign up for the internet services in their apartments and simply use their phones for browsing, meaning the switch to online learning could put them over their data limits and cost them heavy fees. So they're hoping that these various grants will help the university students still be able to continue to learn without having to worry about you know, their bills and everything. Which, not for nothing, pretty freaking cool, and more of these schools need to do something like it. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, granted, it's not a whole hell of a lot of money, but... but it's more money than they had. Right, it, it's enough to get them through either online classes or... You know, even to to pay for their cell phone bills so that they can go to their classes or even just to, you know, help them with either Internet payments or even buying a computer. You can do whatever you want to with the grants. I see no problem with this, you know. I'm sure someone's going to think about buying tankas and pulse. Maybe. But, you know, there's a lot of honor amongst uh, amongst people, so... You have to understand that with as difficult as it is to get into some of these universities, the kids that are going to these universities aren't going to be squandering the money. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not like here where... You know, you can go to a community college and you don't have to worry about anything. A lot of the universities over there are very, very strict. And yeah, at one time when I was, you know, furloughed at a community college, one of the classes I took was uh, was assigned to 3 a.m. and on a Sunday morning. And, oh, that's just recording something on PBS. And I didn't do any of that, took the test anyway, and still got an A. Eh, it happens. There are a lot of classes I had like that, though. I've, I've had a couple of those like that, too. Uh, I guess that wasn't an, an anomaly, then. No, I, I, 
I mean, granted, there were obviously the really, really simple classes. Um, my college computer class was uh, horribly simple. Mm. Like, our very first class was, this is how you turn the computer on. So I got all of the homework and turned it in the next week. And he said, okay, I won't see you again. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he was very enthusiastic about doing the class either, um, considering his specialty was... Um, Internet security for AT&T. <laughs> mm. Talk about a downgrade. Yeah. I, I think we're getting off track, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll say this one thing before we move on. I remember one of my computer classes. I'm like, okay, let's see how this is. He's going through the history of computers and Windows, and I'm sitting in the back of the room on a for, face on one of the, on some gaming forum. And I'm like, after the class, I'm like, I got to test out of this. Because it was, like, ridiculously easy. Moving on. Okay, just had to finish tapping out. Sure, no Japanese problem. swimsuit models holding online drinking parties with fans who encourage them to stay at home. I there mean... Is no there is nothing about this I don't like. <laughs> This can's empty. I don't know why I did that. For flair. <sighs> April 29th kicks off the string of Japanese holidays collectively known as Golden Week. In contrast to Japan's more traditional vacation periods, o Oshogatsu and Oban, New Year's and early August, respectively, for which people are most excited to go, expect to go back to their hometowns and spend time with their extended family. Golden Week is a modern convention that was created to give people some much-needed leisure and entertainment time to spend what, however they want. But with the, but with the Corona pandemic, as people across the nation become strongly cautioned to stay at home and help stop the spread of the disease, um, how do you convince people not to head straight for the beaches, shopping centers, and other crowded cl cluster candidate locations by offering drinking parties with beautiful swimsuit models? That's the plan from Revere Talent Agency, RIP, with its R.I.P. Girls Sakaba at Zoom branch initiative. And I will post a link in the chat so you can look at participants Rin Hashimoto and Tomori Murasaki. I mean, you know? if it worked, I'm just saying, you know, this is a great idea, you know. Mm -hmm. A total of nine R.I.P. models will be participating in a virtual Sakaba, the Sakaba project, which includes in which they'll be holding remote drinking parties with fans through video chat app Zoom. Up to five fans can join each party, which lasts 30 minutes, and each model will be holding five parties per day. For, for those fans who want to knock back a cold one with Hashimoto, the chances come on evenings of April 29th and May 6th, while Morisaki's dates are April 29th and May 3rd. And, I'm sorry? I didn't say anything. I thought you were going to. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have uh, Shiro Us Usui and Yukiko Gawat. Kawaji on hosting as a team on May 3rd. Meiti and Iri Ikejiwa on May 2nd. And solo hosts Minori Inudo, Aya Hazuki, and Miyu Nakamura from May 2nd, May 6th, and April 29th, respectively. So, oof. Let, let, tomorrow's the last day to try and get on with this. But, 
Oh, right. Tickets are required, and they're about $62 a piece, 6,600 yen. That's not bad for bright, for ticket pricing. Let's all stay home with smiles on our faces. But if you understood just how people how people have been going stir-crazy staying at home, you know that smile will look a little something like this. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Our last article out of Japan tonight is a comedian invents a machine to help you get out of unwanted video chats. Uh, I mean... That's why you hit audio only first. <laughs> so thanks to the prevalence of video chat apps, communication is only slightly impeded by the social distancing required of the coronavirus outbreak. But shouldn't technology be doing more than making it easy for us to have visual face-to-face -face conversations without being in the same place? Shouldn't it also be helping us to get out of those conversations? That's the reason for or of inventor Marina Fujiwara which is who is Togenkyu on Twitter. Half engineer, half comedian, Fujiwara bills herself as someone who makes useless inventions. But her newest creation seems like it'd be plenty useful. Called the Loading Circle Machine Escape from Zoom. Now, the reason why it's called Zoom is because it's become the, more or less, the de facto Tele uh, video conferencing site to do so because it's basically free for the most part for everything that you want to do. Personally, I'd rather not use it because of security issues I've heard about, but I'll just, if someone else is hosting it, I'll just follow that pattern. So, the battery operated device, the loading circle machine escape from Zoom, has two parts a button marked emergency escape and a mechanical arm that extends upward once the button is pressed. Now, Fujiwara demonstrates this at the videos. She has a video where she demonstrates this at the 14-second mark. If you want to get out, you push the button, and an arm comes up with an array of prongs that shows, like, it's a loading circle as if, you know, there are audio. You're, you're basically, you're cutting out. I like that. I kind of like that. That's kind of cool. In Japanese, Fujiwara calls her latest creation, known as the Online Nomakai Kinkyu Dashu Button, or Emergency Online Drinking Party Escape Button. Alright. But as, as appreciative comments from other Twitter users who have seen this, they quickly point out that the machine's potential application to go beyond social boozing, with some say like a loading circle machine escaped from Zoom of their own use to fleeing work meetings or opting out of difficult questions when a teacher calls them for an online school lesson. Wow. I'd use it. Of course you would. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, no thanks, and to just turn it off anyway. I mean, look, I don't I guess it's the mannerisms in Japan, but you know when we use like Teams for all of our online meetings, more than half the people in the meeting just showed up audio only and did not turn on their webcams. Can't imagine why. There really isn't a meaning for it. 
you know, but let's be real. Even if you are, you know you're going to have a fancy shirt on and your pajamas on at the bottom anyway, so. If we're wearing pants at all. Hey! I mean, I'm not going to lie, you know, when I was doing OT Saturdays, I sat there and did it in my pajamas until like 3 o'clock, then went right into the shower. Now, what's cool is that Fujiwara has a YouTube channel where she presents her unique brain children, like a machine that scratches your face for you if you're avoiding touching it with your own hands as part of coronavirus precautions. And if you're worried that her friends have had their feelings hurt when they say her video, don't be. As the inventor explains in a follow-up tweet, I don't have anyone who'll have an online drinking party with me, so the other people in the demonstration are from a free video database, proving that she's actually one step ahead of the game in avoiding unwanted online conversations. It's sort of like that meme of, like, you message somebody, you're busy, and you respond back with no, and then the follow-up is like, phone rings. If I have a lot of stuff to tell you that I can't easily put type out, I'm going to get on the phone and call you. That's basically is it. I'm distracted by a kitty, sorry. <laughs> when aren't you distracted by a kitty? Um Yeah. See? So are we good? I, I think we are good. I don't think we have anything else. I finished my seltzer water. I don't think we have any other notices, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think I think we're going to get up on out of here for tonight. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, But if we like it or hate it, we're telling you straight up. So if you have any questions about the show, like ideas, something you think we could do to make it better or something like that, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post our weekly podcast. You'll also find our convention reviews, uh, links to our YouTube videos, our Facebook convention photos, anime reviews, anime news, convention tips and tricks. No, cosplay tips and tricks and cosplay interviews. All that and then some all on AnimeJamSession.com. But if you just want our meat and potatoes which is our podcast and you can't get to our website that easily you can find us on any podcasting site like iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, anything with podcasts just do a search for Anime Jam Session you'll see all 400 plus episodes there pick a number start listening and make your way up just don't do the one piece thing <laughs> Don't forget, you can find us on social media. Uh, Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session for all of our convention photos and so forth. Uh, YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session for our convention videos. 
and twitter.com slash anime jam session for updates on our website our facebook and when we're going live and when our episodes are out so we'll go around the room last words ari um i'm probably gonna head to bed right now because i played enough animal crossing for one day i think gotcha last words mako-chan i have to make my bed and then i have to continue reading smut last and for me i'm going to edit the podcast get it up and i'm going to take care of some other things and call it a night so that is it end of list we'll be back next week with a brand new episode and hopefully ichigo will be joining us so we can have a lot more camaraderie um i was going to say something else but i totally forgot you know It'll come to me. I'll probably write it down and save it for next week's episode. But um, I think we're golden. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. That is it. We are out of here. Good night, y'all. Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!